It's The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles, Episode 1, Do You Believe in Magic? Hiya, folks, and welcome to The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. Um, I guess that's what we're going to officially call it. This is the, the pilot episode. Well, um, yeah. So, it, The Gamer <laughs> Show... <laughs> Okay, okay. If we're gonna do this, let's explain. So we did record something last week. Um, uh, by the way, my name is Charles. Um, I'm better known as Chuck AW nineteen seventy seven on Twitch and all around the interwebs. Um, and uh, we did record something last week, but uh, due to technical difficulties, things happen, and we lost the recording. So um, just chalk it up to that. We're trying this again. So pilot part two. There you go, pilot part two. The the real, what, most most things do a second pilot anyway, so it's no big deal. And he's not he he's very polite. Technical difficulties means that I didn't record my side of the conversation. Um, <laughs> well, introduce yourself because I've introduced myself here. So, oh, I'm Brad. I'm uh, I'm the other half of this. I'm Brad. Um, it's um, uh, Brad the Blind on Twitch, um, Blind Monkey everywhere else. So. Um, so yeah, so this is I'm Brad. He's Charles, and this is the Gamer Show Pilot Part Two. Well, and we're not going to re-record everything we did with the first pilot because it's kind of out of the news, and neither really no neither one of us really kind of want to talk about it. Uh, right. So so today we're just going to kind of go over what some of the games we're kind of looking forward to that are coming out in the next few months, um, and just kind of talk about. Um, you wanted to talk about magic a little bit as well, Magic the Gathering? Yeah, so yeah. Listen, when we talked originally about doing a podcast, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Magic uh, the Gathering. Magic the Gathering is basically a passion I've had for a while. I've been back to playing for about seven years now since Theros came out. And um, so I've been playing Magic for quite a while. And before then, I even had played some Magic back when Revised and Fallen Empires was being released, which was back in 95 and 94. So I've been playing Magic the Gathering for a long time. Uh, Brad, I kind of introduced you to it a while back. Uh-huh. But you, you've known a little bit about Magic the Gathering. But um, one of the things that really... I, I go to around to different uh, GPs and... Um, and do tournaments and Friday Night Magic and all kinds of stuff like that uh, throughout the week and throughout the year. And uh, one of the things um, I wanted to talk about was Magic Arena. Now, Magic Arena was brought was brought out of beta with the most recent set, uh, Throne of Eldraine. And uh, that was about a month ago. So it is a live game now, available everywhere, not in beta. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about this because I've been kind of championing this for a while, ever since I was in the closed beta for uh, Magic Gathering Arena. And I, in all fairness, I do like the game, and I think it has a lot of good merit. I don't feel like it's as polished as it needs to be at this point. And one of the things that really bugs me about it, and it's not necessarily for myself, but it's for other for other gamers, more like Brad and uh, other visually impaired gamers, is um, I don't like the fact that there are no accessibility settings on, on Magic the Gathering Arena. The only thing you do is change the graphics qualities, and that doesn't really help when it comes to some of the things. Now, Brad, you've played Magic Arena before, um, and, and we've actually played it together on stream before. Uh-huh. Uh, t- 
tell me a little bit about like what as a visually impaired person because like I'm blind but I I still am not legally blind like I wear glasses and I can see perfectly fine but for for your instance you are legally blind and I just want you to talk about your experiences with uh, Arena and and kind of some of the things that you've experienced while trying to play the game. Okay. Yeah, and and with this, I will say that I'm I am more of a casual player with Arena. I do and I still enjoy it. Just like he said, despite the problems that I'm going to go over, I still enjoy playing it. Um, it it's not a headache like Hearthstone is to play, um, because it, it is still even with. When I was playing it, it was still an open beta. Um, I don't think I've played it since it's been fully released. But um, but basically, um, mainly it comes down to the cards. Um, I can see everything pretty much okay uh, and able to make moves okay. It's just some of the cards, especially the cards with a lot of text on it, because I am legally blind. Um, it takes me a while maybe for my eyes to focus on, on what the cards are and, and to actually read it. And some of the cards, the text is too small, so I'm just kind of guessing what it does, and I'll play it, and I'll figure it out as I go. But And then some of them, it takes me a while to actually read the card, the, the, the timer. It has a timeout on it, which I understand. Um, the game itself has like an idle timeout, I you know, so you don't take forever when you're playing online. And... The idle timeout will kick in while I'm still reading the card. And so, of course, that's when I don't like timed things. And I start feeling the pressure on timed things. So I just start making a move. But that, that that's basically my experience with it. It, it. Is mainly what it comes down to is being able to actually read the text on the cards to see what the card actually does. So some of the things in uh, your experience that you're talking about there... Um, hasn't really changed from when it was the open beta to now. Literally, it was such a quiet release. Like it was just like, hey, uh, they they announced on an article on their website that said, hey, it's out of beta. That's it. Mm-hmm. No fanfare, nothing like that. No real major changes except for they added a new set, which is based off of the what they do with the paper printing. So. Like, a lot of things haven't changed. Now, the timer thing has gotten a little better because you could even be... When I was playing back in the closed beta and even in the open beta, there were times where you could be doing all kinds of things and that timer starts. Yes. Even though you're not just sitting there not doing anything. Right. And that was a real problem uh, because... Some turns, sometimes when you're playing some decks, they can get very complicated. Magic, Magic the Gathering is over 25 years old. I think 26 years old now. And it is a very complicated game. One of the most complicated, if not the most complicated, collectible card uh, game there is out there. And so that's kind of the thing. Is like There can be very complex interactions and stuff like that that you have to do. Um in in making your play for your turn, and it can take some time, and that time, like you said, it can cause you to speed things up. And a lot of times, with the visually impaired, and I, I can definitely see this because you're not the other person I've talked with about this, Brad. But with the visually impaired, it's like they don't have near enough time to be able to look at the cards, read some of these very complicated texts on some of these cards. And make it make an, a good decision with the information that they have in front of them. 
we're just having to kind of quickly go through it. And that can honestly be the difference between winning and losing a game. And the way Magic Arena is, it a lot of it is best of one instead of. So when you go to, if you were to go to like a shop and play best of three, you still have a time limit, but it's usually fifty minutes per round. And so, but there's no real time limit on, you know, how long you have to play. But they ask you to play at a, at a decent pace. That being said, if you explain to the judge at the time at the store, you know. Hey, listen, I'm visually impaired. They'll understand and they'll, they'll either get someone to help you out reading the cards or they'll give extra time or be more understanding of that and, and, so, and even explain it to your opponents that, listen, your opponent this round is visually impaired. Um, please be patient and, you know, and just know that he's trying to play as fast as he can, but it takes him a little longer to read the cards. Uh-huh. I've seen people... And it's really amazing to me that some of the people I've played with who are visually impaired, I enjoy playing with them the most. Um, and, and I like to get their feedback as to, you know, what do you think about Magic as a whole? And, like, most of them really love the game. It's harder for them. Um, one of the things uh, one of the guys actually really appreciated when I played him uh, – I found out he was visually impaired and he was using a magnifying device for his cards. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I totally understand that. What I'm going to do is I'll explain each turn as best I can. I'll separate out my lands best I can so you can see how much I have of each. And if they're tapped, I'll try and make it as visually easy as possible. And even used, uh, even played without a playmat so that way it had a a flat background on the table so that way he could see it much easier. That's the that's the real thing. It's like I'm I'm willing to be accommodating. Not everyone understands that because they haven't uh, met and interacted with uh, people who are visually impaired. So it's uh, you know that that's kind of thing. That's where the judges and the judges are trained to identify that and identify other people that might have learning disabilities that are trying to play the game and that sort of thing and assist where they can. So. Um, Arena doesn't have that. You know, most video games have some sort of accessibility settings when you're playing them, uh-huh. as far as I can tell. And the plus for, like, a game like Hearthstone, and trust me, I'm not tooting Hearthstone's horn. Uh, the discussion we had last week was about the whole Blizzard blow-up, and I have, I'm not a fan of Hearthstone because of just all the things that happened last week with, or last time with Blizzard. Um, that I, the, the, the plus for Hearthstone is once the card comes into play, it, for the most part, it's pretty much done doing what it's going to do. You know, it, it's, it's pretty much a creature and it might pump things on the side of it or something like that. It might have a death trigger, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah. Magic Gathering has so many more intricate things like, I'm looking at cards. I've got I've got paper cards everywhere around my house because again I've been playing forever. I'm looking at cards right now that some text is sideways and there's two different sections of the card you have to read and you know some of the cards are very small text on it because you have a lot of rules text on it and stuff like that. Yep, and, and that's kind of I gotta imagine that's where it's the hardest for you to be able to see interactions like that. 
It, it it is, and especially like like you were saying, you know, with Hearthstone, it's simple. You play the card, that's it. It's not a, you're not even going to really have any real effects against you, unless um, now the card, the cards, the text is still large enough that if there is an effect against you, you can still read it because that's the only effect the card has. Um, unlike Magic, but like Magic, you know, it'll it'll have only the small text. You know, it'll do this. It'll it'll may buff up some of your minions and then also it depending on what you have played you may take a hit point hit as well and that's usually where it gets me is it, sometimes I'll play a card and not realize oh crap it, it's going to come back and hit me because I didn't play this card or it's going to come back and hit me just because that's what the card does and mm-hmm. I have and I've and I've played cards before where um it literally killed me right after I played it because of that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it and I still I still go with it. It's still fun. Here's the thing about Magic with all of this is is it's still accessible. Unlike with say, and I keep going back to Hearthstone because I did play Hearthstone for a while, and Hearthstone, as long as you keep, you have to buy the packs and have the 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 latest packs with 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 the latest cards and the best effects and basically you can just um overrun somebody that's just playing casually whereas with magic even if you play casually you can still win it it just depends on the cards and 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 of course you know the more you play you get the you get the gold and all of that that allows you to buy more packs. You don't actually have to spend money uh, if you don't want to. But sure. the more you play and the more you can just open random packs and you're good to go. Where, whereas with with Hearthstone, you can it, it's almost impossible to play as a casual player. Yeah, so. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I I got into Hearthstone late, and it was mainly because I was so into Magic together, and I was like, nah. I don't need to learn another card game um, like that because it's just, it's not my thing. Um, I like Magic. I like playing Magic and stuff like that. So when I tried Hearthstone, I was like, all right, it's a card game. I kind of like it. But then what the biggest thing was, I was getting frustrated with playing people that had all the best new cards. And I'm sitting there playing with the basic ones that come with the game. And I'm like, oh. And there's a little bit of that with Magic, too. And that's actually kind of one of the things we can discuss that's beyond the whole uh, accessibility option Uh right now. Because what everyone else is complaining about right now about Magic Arena, which is the newest, again, the newest online offering by Magic, uh, by Wizards of the Coast. Um, One of the biggest things right now is the quality of gameplay right now on Arena. So they've made announcements here recently that have kind of irked some people. One of the things that people are most excited about on Arena is a format called Brawl. Um, if you're not a, if you're not sure of what that is, and it wouldn't surprise me if you're not if you're new to the game of Magic the Gathering, you don't know what it is. Uh, there's a lot of different formats that Magic the Gathering has. Uh, there's Vintage, Eternal. Eternal's not really one, but they call it that. Uh, Legacy, Modern, and Standard are the big main constructed ones. 
that are usually done for competitive play, okay. and then there is usually um, Commander is for non-competitive play. And these are for constructed decks. This is where you bring your deck to the game of Magic. You've got a constructor. Right, you've paid for the cards. You sleeve them up. You, you shuffle them, and you bring them to the, your gaming store, or you go online and play them online. Uh-huh. So the other... So what they introduced was basically two new formats here recently. The first one is Brawl. And Brawl kind of had people excited because what it is is it's a newer type of commander format, but it's only for standard legal cards. And people were kind of into that idea. But what ended up happening with that was right now the standard format, which is only the past year or so of Magic the Gathering sets uh-huh. um, those are the only cards that are legal for it and pretty much the entire format is homogenized to where it's everyone playing pretty much the same deck so one of the problems right now one of the problems right now is that with uh, standard um, with Brawl is it's reliant on standard being good and it's not uh, basically, it, the people have been yelling for bannings uh, for months now. It's been a constant thing on Twitter, on YouTube, on different channels talking about Magic the Gathering. It's been on streams. People are complaining that certain cards need to be banned from standard. Um, mainly because they kind of break standard the way they are. Uh, recently, Field of, the De- Field of the Dead was banned, but... Uh, Oko is not. Oko is a planeswalker that was just released in Thrones of Eldraine, and people have broken this card and have broken it to the point where it's a majority of the decks being submitted for competitive tournaments that play standard right now are playing this one card. Mm-hmm. So that's made the brawl format kind of bad as well. Well, on Arena. Arena is so is not backwards compatible to all the 26 years of Magic the Gathering. It only goes back to, I believe it's right now, it's Ixalan? I don't know. It's only a couple years. Uh-huh. Because it basically what was there when the open beta started. That's what's in Arena right now which is only a couple years, and Magic's been around for 26 years, and each year they're putting out four to five different sets. So, obviously, there's a lot of cards that they that they could add into it, but they haven't yet, because it's a newer program. Uh-huh. And there's no intention of going back with the program, and that's another thing that's got people complaining about. And, and I'm one of those. The other one they announced was Frontier. Frontier was just announced a couple weeks ago. People are insanely excited about this format. Basically, since I came back to Magic, it's from that point on till now. You know, it, from Return to Ravnica till today, everything in there is legal except for five cards. That's going to change Monday because they have announcements about bannings, but everything's legal from seven years ago to now with the exception of five cards. So people are excited about it. Mm-hmm. You can't play it on Arena. Standards Wait, not. Yeah, you can't play that in this new format on Arena. 
it's it's really weird the way Wizards is treating this new and, and this is kind of the this is my other complaint about this. They've got this new format and they're pushing it to all the major tournaments now. Like the major tournaments are switching from standard to this pioneer because standard is so bad and no one wants to play it. Uh-huh. There's a tournament scheduled for uh, up in Madison, Wisconsin here, and I want to say it was maybe for this weekend. It was originally set up as standard. It was for the. It was a five thousand dollar prize pool for it. So a decent amount of money for playing a card game, and they got two people to sign up for standard. Oh. They announced. They announced that they're switching the format to Frontier because they or to Pioneer uh, because they were getting no one signing up for it, and they immediately filled the tournament. That's how excited people are about this new format. And on their premier digital program, it's not going to be available on there. So between accessibility, between standard being bad, the draft bots is another whole option on Magic Arena. I I, I know I'm kind of hijacking the whole conversation. But with, uh, with Arena being right now what it is, it's kind of a dumpster fire. Because not only not only did they bring up this new format like a year ago with Brawl, they're now only allowing it one day a week. It, it's it's hearing all of these problems because I'm sure you're not aware of any of these problems, Brad. No, I'm not. Do you want to play Arena? No, not really. Yeah, see, th- this is the thing: the draft bots have made draft awful. Standard is not fun because it's mainly dominated by one deck. And you can only play probably the most interesting format on Arena one day a week. You can't play the most interesting formats out there, such as Modern and right now, again, Frontier is the hot thing right now, but Modern is usually one of the bigger draws for constructed tournaments when you go to like GPs and stuff like that. Can't play that on Arena. Can't play Pioneer on Arena. You can only play those on the old program, on MTGO, and if you have not seen in, uh, Magic the Gathering online, Brad, oh my god. I've seen you play it. I've it's seen awful. You play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. See, I thought the whole, the whole thing with Arena, I thought they were going to um, do everything with Arena in parallel with what they were doing with the physical card game. So they are, kind of. Like, again, as they release new sets, they're putting it on Arena. Right, but not the same formats and not the same features that the physical card game has, though. Well, you'll never be able to do that unless yeah. they backfill all the old formats. Yeah. And they've, they flat out said that they're never going to do... Um, they're never going to do uh, modern. Yeah. Like, that, that was something they flat out said, we just can't do it. It, it would Because modern goes back another 10 years beyond what, I, what Pioneer does, I think. It's like 7th or 8th edition. I'm not even sure where it stops for Modern. But we're talking years more yeah, yeah. than what Pioneer is. There's no. It would take so much power. And trust me, people have been asking for it since day one, since they announced it. And since it's been in closed beta and open beta, they're like, ooh, this would be really nice if we could get Modern to do this. The problem with that is modern has a lot of very 
weird interactions that are very hard to code. We still find on a regular basis things on Magic the Gathering Online where it's been curated through the years. Because Magic the Gathering Online has been around since Modern's been around as well. Uh-huh. So all the cards are there for Modern. And you can go and you can play a Modern tournament on Magic the Gathering Arena. But even now, there's still interactions that they find that get screwed up on Magic the Gathering Arena because of how intricate some of the card interactions can be. So, yeah, we're just we're just kind of the dumpster fire of what's going on with Magic Arena right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those, it's a real, I stream it on Mondays on my channel, and uh, it's one of those, I, I go on and on all day on Monday, even while I'm at work. Well, do I want to do Arena? Or do I want to do Magic Gathering online? And a lot of it is I don't want to do either. But Arena is much more friendly for when it comes to streaming. So I usually side with Arena. Uh-huh. But as you can tell, I'm passionate about Magic. I could go on and on for days about it. But hearing all this, I know... I know your struggles with it with the and, and you honestly since we have since we played online ha, uh, together have you played much arena since well um now the reason I stopped playing arena is because and I don't know if this is still the case since it's been publicly released or not but at the time it was PC only and mm-hmm. my PC sort of um taking a poop um <laughs> My PC's, um, I think the motherboard's fried in it. Um, I, I, we, um, we had a bad storm a few months ago, and I, and I think um, when the power went out, it, it, it fried the, the motherboard or something. I cannot get the thing to um, boot properly, but that's, 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 a different, that's a different topic. But I haven't played Magic probably for the past few months since probably, um, well, since August, maybe July. Okay. Yeah. So that's one other thing. You bring this up, and it's a good point, too. This is kind of another por- portion of it that really is kind of upset people is. Originally, when we were told about Magic Arena, which was three years ago, more than three years ago, I'm not even sure when it was announced originally, but they were working on this new product, and that would be available for us at Hascon two years ago, and it was. Um, Hascon, uh, if you didn't know, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast, which is, and they have their own now con that they do for like My Little Pony and Transformers and all kinds of other stuff too. So I, I know way too much about this stuff. Um, so, but uh, it was billed that this was going to be available because they're writing, they were writing it, and I'm not, I, I'm not a programmer, so I, I'm the worst person to talk about this, but it was being written in the programming language that is commonly used now for cross-platform utilization. So it's supposed to be good for Mac, PC, OS, Android, all that stuff. Uh-huh. So it's supposed to, it was supposed to be available, or even like for the Switch and for the Xbox and for the PS4 and so it was being written. It was being written for all of that. Since that time, there has been zero talk about being mobile. 
there's been zero talk about it being on Mac, except for right now it's not going to be on the Mac. It's not going to be on any of the consoles. It's not going to be on any of this stuff. Uh Now, that being said, I'm okay with them not making it for not making it for the uh, uh, mobile. Because, my God, how small would the screen have, well, how small would the cards have to be to fit on a mobile device? Right, I'm good with that, even, too. Yeah. Even a tablet, mm-hmm. it would be very, very small. Yep. Because I've seen board interactions where there are 30 to 40 creatures on one side of the board, and it looks like you're looking at little bitty squares, even on my PC screen. Mm-hmm. So, I can't imagine trying to play this game mobile. It's not like Hearthstone where they limit the amount of creatures you can have on each side of the board. Yep, There's yep. no, they don't have to shrink it down to fit all the pieces that are sitting on the board, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it can be a fixed size, it can be done and, and done easily. So, well, not just, the, cl- not just that, but with Hearthstone, you're basically just playing creatures. With Magic, you're playing the you're playing the creatures. You're playing lands. You're playing cards that do other things and and affect different. So you you need that giant layout. You know yeah. it it I can I I definitely understand that because I magic just would not work mobile even on a even on a twelve inch tablet or something like that. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. But so. As much as I like Arena, and I do like Arena, aesthetically, it is a very pleasing game. There is so much wrong with it. And the, the, the worst part about it is the way Wizards of the Coast is treating Arena and treating everything involved with it. Like, while it was still in the open beta, they were putting out money, actual real money, in tournaments on arena and a lot of money for people to go play tournaments on arena and win money and i'm like this is excluding people that have are visually impaired the way this is played when you go to a gp you're not excluding that because the paper there's accommodations for visually impaired people when you're playing in paper Uh when you're playing on arena there isn't that and there's been like no discussion about that. There's been n- nothing about it. Has there's no one even been talking about making changes to make this better for the visually impaired. So it frustrates me because I am able-bodied. I have no vision problems, so I can't play the game as it's, as it's presented right now. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, and it and as someone who is visually impaired, that actually that actually does frustrate me because I mean, not that I'm going to go out and play a magic tournament, but um, but you know, you're right. You do limit a certain segment of the population when you do that. When you're when you're trying to promote this thing that has no accessibility options, um, you know. Whereas, like you said, most games do, and we're not just talking about visually impaired as well. I mean, um, like. I play. I'll give an example. I know this isn't magic, but Final Fantasy fourteen, they've got accessibility features for not just the deaf, but um, 
also they've got accessibility accessibility features for people who are colorblind because the game will telegraph certain things and and because it's a Japanese game, you know, colors everywhere. Um, yeah. So they actually even have a uh, um, a setting for people who are colorblind where they change up the colors so that you can visibly see what's going on too, and be able to play the game. So I mean. Not that magic really needs something for those aspects, but magic needs something. Or mm-hmm. at least arena needs something. Because you're right, if you're playing on paper, if you're playing the cards, you grab magnifying glass, you let people know what's going on, you're good, you're fine. Um, and in fact, I carry a magic, uh, I mean, not magic, I carry a magnifying glass with me, you know, to work and things like that, so it's no big deal. But you don't have that feature on 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 the actual game because you're limited to what the programming does and that's that's a problem so yeah and i think i just repeated everything you just said right <laughs> well maybe this will start a dialogue maybe this will get the dialogue going about this problem because again there's a lot of money being thrown at this game um, I, this weekend is another mythic championship and i believe it's being played on arena again and it's it's one of those, and, and, and it's gonna be uh, this upcoming weekend, I should say. Um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out in the future, because again, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro are U- U.S. companies. They're here in the United States. They're based solely in the United States, and the biggest thing with that is like we have laws against stuff like this. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised no one's been, they haven't been taking a task for that, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's actually, that's kind of surprising me for me as well, because it actually, technically it, it does go against, like, the ADA and stuff like that, but maybe they're out, it, may, I don't know, maybe, again, not a lawyer, don't pretend to be, um, but maybe they're out is, well, we've got it available, you know, the, the card version that you can still play. But at the same time, if they're pushing the the arena over the card version in these tournaments, it still excludes. But I don't know. Again, not a lawyer. Don't pretend to be. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can guarantee you Wizards has tons of lawyers on their side of the, yeah. uh, side of the field. So it, yeah. it, the, I'm sure they've, they've got every out they can and insurance and all kinds of stuff on that. But yeah. Again, it, this is but this is what I'm passionate about because I do love the game and I want it to be accessible to everybody. I, I I'm not a fan of the fact. Well, we can. This is a total different discussion. I'll, I'll just I'll leave that for a different discussion for a different day um, about some of those things. Like Wizards of the Com- Wizards of the Coast and even Hasbro to a certain extent has done good things, and Wizards of the Coast has been very forward thinking. They are very. Gamer friendly. They uh, they are very friendly for the LGBT community. They do. Um, they're they're doing extra life um, right now. Uh, charity things. They're doing. They do every year for June for Pride Month. They always do a fundraiser for. And I'm I don't remember what the name of the charity is, but it's been LGBT uh, charity where they sell T-shirts in both Dungeons and Dragons, which is run by Wizards of the Coast as well, and. Uh, and Magic the Gathering uh, t-shirts that are rainbow colored and uh, they do other things like that throughout the year they, they're they a gaming company that they've in, introduced cards of 
gay characters in their Magic the Gathering cards. There's been a, there's been a transgender uh, a woman on a Magic the Gathering card. Um, so they're a very forward-thinking company and very supportive of the LGBT community, and that's and they're very supportive of the community in a whole as a whole. You know, they want to do everything that's right as possible. Um, when it came to the whole Hong Kong controversy with Blizzard, they had a tournament a couple weeks after Blizzard did their tournament and banned the banned the guy and took away his winnings and eventually gave him back and fired the two. Uh, broadcasters and stuff like that, they had a very similar situation happen a couple weeks after that, but they specifically told the mods in their Twitch channel to allow whatever to happen. They told their broadcasters to allow whatever happens happens with the Hong Kong thing. Don't censor it. Allow them to say their piece. Everything like that. They handled it the way that Blizzard should have. Uh-huh. If they if they were for 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 them to allow free speech to happen on their on their on their broadcast basically and um so like they do a lot of good things but this is one where i think they're really dropping the ball um like considerably dropping the ball so i don't know uh it like I said, I, I can go on and on and on and on about this because I'm passionate about the game because I play it all the time. I'm playing it three or four times a week. So, and again, I, I have a full-time job and a lot of my money goes to Magic the Gathering cards and playing in tournaments and stuff like that. So, um, it, it's, it's one of my gaming passions. So, And, 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 and yeah, and I wonder if they just don't have um, maybe they're silent because they don't know how to do it if that makes sense they may not really know because of the way it's done you know how can we do it in uh, make these cards visually accessible to a visually impaired person in an easy way without it being too confusing or, or too um, I mean what are they going to do um, make a you know you there are there are ways of you know let's say putting maybe a magnif- virtual magnifying glass in the game maybe maybe that'll actually impede gameplay a little bit to where it still slows you down who knows who knows what they're thinking is but no I didn't know they did all all that the other stuff that's actually kind of cool that they're that that involved with other aspects and other you know LGBT and all that that's kind of cool too and I feel like I'm rambling right now. Um, <laughs> Right. Well, I feel like I am too. So yeah. maybe that's our clue. Maybe that's our clue to yeah. wrap up this Go episode. Yeah, I think we've talked about all we can actually. So no, this is a, a a very good discussion on magic. This is something you've you've been wanting to talk about since we talked about wanting to do this. So right. yeah. So no, it's a very good discussion about magic. All in all, we're not saying we hate it. He obviously loves it. In fact, he's playing it tomorrow tomorrow night. Right? You play magic on yeah. Mondays? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. So yeah. So yeah. So, so, and I do enjoy it. Again, I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy the casual playthrough of it. It's just frustrating at some points. But no, magic. It it's still good and it's still fun. <laughs> so, so anyway, right, well, yeah. Well, I said let's wrap this up. Uh, let, let me. Uh, so if you want to get hold of us, uh, what's the easiest way to get hold of you, Brad? Uh, I would I would I would say probably Twitter right now until we get an email account set up for this. Um, so what what's your Tell them your contact information as to how to yeah. best reach you. Yeah, Twitter. It, it's Blind Monkey on Twitter. Um, Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch. It's um, tw- um, Brad the Blind on Twitch. Um, I just finished doing um, 
my extra life stream it was ended up being 19 and a half hours of Final Fantasy 14 um. <laughs> and, and uh, again uh, I also I'm on Twitter as well uh, I, I'm pretty much on the web pretty much everywhere as Chuck AW 1977 uh-huh. uh, that's including dating sites I'm singles I'm a single guy but guys um, <laughs> gotta throw that out there um, but uh, I, I stream four nights a week. Uh, well, three nights a week and Sunday mornings um, on Twitch as ChuckAW1977. Uh, so uh, definitely check me out that way. If you've got any ideas for topics you want us to talk about, uh, please don't hesitate to drop us a line. Reach out to us. Tell us what you think about the podcast as to what we could do differently. You know, we're always looking for feedback. Um, we're new, we're kind of new to this. Well, I'm new to this. Brad's done a podcast before, but uh, we needed this kind of format and stuff like that. So uh, I'd love to hear your feedback as to how this is how this is for you. And uh, you know, I'm rambling again. So uh, well, well, there will be an email address by the time this gets posted. Um, but it, it, it's the game uh, the gamer show G A Y M E R. The gamer show at gmail.com will be the email. I'm going to go ahead and set that up. But that'll be up by the time this gets posted. Sounds yep. good. Yep. yep. So, so send, your, send in your stuff to there, too. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any, any feedback you have. And, and I stream I stream Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so that with, with my work schedule and the time it takes for me to get home, that's about the only time I can do it. But, yeah. And right now I'm mainly streaming. Right now I'm mainly streaming Final Fantasy XIV. So. And, like I, and like I said, me and Brad, we've streamed together before. We'll do it again, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Like, there's a couple of the co-op games I have that we could definitely possibly play together, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, check check us out and uh, let us know what you think. Absolutely. And with that being said, Brad, I think that's the end of the show. We are done. <laughs>